The Hurling Podcast is brought to you by the Enniscorthy Credit Union, where you can join and apply for a loan on the same day. With great interest rates and special rates for car loans, green car loans and education loans. Check out their website at enniscorthycu.ie. The Enniscorthy Credit Union. Local, loyal and lending. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Enniscorthy Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. If I told you what, that, what I put them lads through, you wouldn't believe it. Curling has to be the most difficult, eye-hurting sport I've ever witnessed. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been described as the bridesmaids of Harlan. Well, today we got married. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air, and then hit it. Both, both of hearts, like, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through taking place. Hello and welcome to the Harding Podcast. At the end of our last episode with Damien Fitzhenry, Ben promised that our next guest was another legend. And that he is. Wexford's first All-Star back in 1972, Mick Jacob went on to pick up three in total. Ben, we've spoken with some very passionate hurling men, but I think you'd have to agree that Mick Jacob probably tops the lot. I don't think you would ever find a more passionate hurling man than Mick. His absolute love and enthusiasm for the game really shines through, and we hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Here it is. I'm going to start by reading out a quote from our uncle Dave Burney, who you hurled with for many years. He says, We partnered, partnered each other at midfield for our county on 25 different occasions, and our partnership was referred to by a prominent journalist as complimenting each other like bacon compliments eggs <laughs> who is bacon and who is eggs i suppose maybe maybe i was the eggs he was the bacon <laughs> I'd, I'd say so now you know but uh i sure uh, we, we 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 played a, a good lot of games together all right you know we played in the 1970 all Ireland, and uh, uh we, i suppose we played in the league a lot of times as well you know so I suppose we had a good partnership anyway, you know. Uh, uh, I suppose maybe he was doing a lot of the donkey work as well, you know. But sure, I I was kind of training up behind him anyway. So I suppose uh, uh, you know it worked out well for the two of us anyway. In the all Ireland against Cork in seventy, I think we we're on top. Of, you know, top of the game that time. I think we we're on top of, of uh, Jeremy Carty and I was playing on Looney. Uh, Looney fell in the middle of the field, so I think we done well that day overall, you know, even though we got beaten, but uh, I suppose, uh, you know, that game, uh, Wexford were short of a few players that day, uh, there was a few not playing, and Tom Neville played that day, and I think, you see, he had the flu, and he, he played all right, but he wasn't, you know, the normal Tom, maybe, you know, but... Uh, Ah, sure, we done we done well anyway. That was the main thing, I think. You know, the, the two of us, uh, uh, we always got on well together, and I, I suppose I hurled on Dave a good many times as well. So it was a good partnership anyway in the middle of the field. When you're playing that many games together, you must learn how the other man plays and know what his strengths are and what his weaknesses are. And then, as the as the journalist said, you've complimented each other, so it must have been a help to actually have a partner in midfield that you were used to playing with. 
I, uh, it makes a difference, really, you know, towards maybe if you're playing, uh, you know, against a, uh, you know, a newcomer or something like that, you don't know exactly what he's going to do. But when you're playing with a fella like Dave, you know exactly what you're, what he's going to do or where you're to be and where, where not to be and that sort of thing, you know. And he was happy enough to go around doing all the donkey work. Oh yeah, I, I I let him on and let him do the donkey work, and I I I I done the cleaning up then around him. <laughs> so so it was good. It was good that way. I I I escaped all the all the heavy work and let him do it. Yeah, so you did your fair bit too. He was a stronger fellow anyway, you know. So <laughs> did did you did you prefer hurling with him or marking him? I didn't mind either ways, really, you know, <laughs> I'd, I'd mark him and I'd do all sorts of things in sport. When I'd be marking him, I'd, I'd be cutting lumps out of him as well, you know, <laughs> so uh, that's the way it goes, really. You know, you could be playing with, with a lad and go and play in championship hurling against ferns and things like that and meet him up. So you'd be, there'd be no real friends, you'd be just getting in and hurling and all sorts of things like that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Would you have preferred now to be midfield or would you prefer in the half-back line, Mick? Or which did you hurl more in? I like both places really now. I like uh, playing, you know, in the middle of the field. It was, uh, I suppose that you had more freedom really playing in the middle of the field. You know, where in the, in the half-back line, I suppose the ball was nearly coming there all the time. But I, I used to love playing centre-back as well. But I, I remember uh, uh, Wexford brought me to the middle of the field against uh, Keith Kenny in the 1976 uh, Linster final, Linster final or semi-final, and I was playing under Chunky O'Brien. So Chunky, I suppose, was after, you know, kind of uh, cleaning up against Wexford for years and years, picking up every uh, loose ball, uh, breaking ball, all that sort of thing. So... I was playing on him that day, so I I had made up my mind before the game that I was going to be, you know, in front of him, no matter where the ball was, I was going to be in front of him. He wasn't able to get the ball then. I kind of blotted him out that day, you know, by doing that. I, I, I say if I had to been staying behind him, he'd have picked up every breaking ball, but I was uh, clever enough for him to, to, to do that. And I think it, it kind of worked to the advantage of, of Wexford. And then I, I, I played in the middle of the field against uh, uh, Galloway as well in the all Ireland semi-final. And then I was brought back to centre-half back in the second day. So I like both places. Uh, centre-back, uh, I suppose, was my uh, most popular place. But I, I, I used to like uh, midfield too, because I, I don't allow me hurling, say, with the club for a while in the middle of the field, in the junior and intermediate. And then I kind of went back to centre-half back because Tony Bourne was playing centre-half back for the club. So those, any of those uh, positions I, I used to like. I, I played wing-back as well, you know. But uh, I like playing the, them places, really, because I suppose... He, as I say, in the middle of the field, you had nearly more freedom, I think. You could go forward and you had to come back. So I, I, when I was playing in the middle of the field, I always said to young lads, be always in front. If the ball has gone into the opposition back line, be in front. And if it's gone into your own forward line, be in front as well. Because if the ball comes short, you're nearly on to it. 
I think uh, uh, in the 1976 uh, uh, or 77, I went to the middle of the field and that's what happened the last, uh, yeah, 76 it was. The ball came short and I was in front of the, the cork lad in the middle of the field. I got the ball and I, I came inward and I, I, I panned the pass to the Christy Cohen. Christy Cohen gave a great, a great uh, shot and uh, Coleman in the goal had a great save. So, you know, I, I like both places, but I suppose, you know, centre back was my uh, place really. I suppose it, it was a place that you could read play you know, real well in it as well. And I was, I suppose, when I used to play centre-back, I used to be always, uh, I always uh, look at the opposition uh, half-backs or, uh, you know, the full-back line, where the, if they were hitting it to the left side, I was coming down to the right side. So if hitting it right, they were going to the left and vice versa. So I suppose it was a big advantage really when you were playing centre back and you knew exactly where them lads were going to hit the ball. You were uh, started off when you first came into the scene with Wexford, you were playing as a goalkeeper. Well, that's that's under 21. That was under 21. I played four years with the under 21s. I played 64, 65, and 66. And then I went to the middle of the field in, in 67. In 64, we got beaten by Tipperary in the All-Ireland that year. And 65, we won the game in Nolan Park. Remember that day? It was so bad, the water was standing in, in the goal mouth. So I suppose uh, I started uh, with uh, Junior Hurling with Owler when I was 16. So that's where that came from, really. You know, I was only 16 when I played in 1962. I played in the county final against a ladies' island. I suppose I was only a, a, a very small, teen little chap. I was only very <laughs> tiny, really. And I suppose, you know, uh, that time, uh, lads could come in and take you out within the goal and all sorts of things like that. And I suppose that time I had, you know, a great men in front of me, Miley Ryan and Paddy Pender and, and Nicky Sutton. So they, they just let the ball onto me. They didn't let the man... So that was the instruction, really. You know, don't lay in the man, no matter what. Good protection. So just let the ball onto me, and I deal with the ball when it came to me, kind of, you know. So um, that's how, I, you know, I started in the goal, really. And I played three years then in the goal, and won an All-Ireland in 65. And in 66, we went to three, uh, three games. We went to Nolan Park, and uh, Shawnee Barry uh, had, uh, had about uh, six, uh, seven or eight of that senior team that won the all learn and Shawnee Barry was one of those lads. So he got uh, free the last minute and drew the game against uh, us in Nolan Park. We headed off to uh, Limerick uh, Showgrounds then. We drew there as well. The third game had ended up in Crow Park. Now, that game, I came out the field for that game, Henry Butler went to the goal and I came to the middle of the field and I played on Justin McCarty. Justin was a, a, a terrific holder, you know, a great player. I suppose I didn't, I didn't do myself justice really that day. And how that came about was we played a county championship game against the Martins. Owlers and Buffers Alley were together. And I was playing on Vinnie Stables and I think I hold uh, Vinnie Stables 
real well that day and I think that's how, how it came but it didn't kind of really work out but then it, it, it was a, a thing that maybe stood to me for years to come because uh, the experience of playing again a man like that I suppose I learned an awful lot about you know I have to come up a lot a lot stronger and harder for the next time I get a chance in Crow Park or wherever. So the score was 9-9 to 6-9. So it was, it was an awful high-scoring game. They got an awful lot of goals today. I don't know how to go home, but go home anyway. But had a great team. But had We had a good team as well, though. You know, we had Vinnie Stavis and Mick Kinsley and uh, Dan Quigley and all, and all those fellas playing. And we had a great team as well. So I suppose... Uh, and then in 67, I played in the middle of the field against uh, Dublin in the first round. Dublin beat his Harry Dalton and a few of those lads were playing on that team. Dublin had a good team that year as well. So I played four years with the, with the county under 21s. And, and uh, after that, I suppose, I thought, well, I played uh, maybe another year with the club in the goal. And then uh, I played against Morning Gear in the goal. They always say Ed Rousen's. Uh, uh, father finished me playing in the goal. He scored three or four goals in Belfield. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I say I, I I was saying to everyone else. I said, "Did you know what? They wanted me. They wanted to have me out the field because they had they needed a good player out the field. So I, that was the excuse. But Ed Dorn or Ed Rouston's father finished me playing in the goal. Anyway, he scored three goals that day. <laughs> I, I suppose it can, it can go both ways. I mean, if you look at the 66 under 21 All Ireland final, you were taken out of the goal for the third for, for the third game, and oh, they conceded oh, yeah. and conceded nine goals. Yeah, but that was a score anyway. It was a it was a mighty score, really, wasn't it? Do, do, do you think you might have stopped some of those nine goals going in had you been in the goal? I don't know either, sure. And Henry <laughs> was a good keeper as well, sure, you know. Uh, yeah, you don't yeah. know them things. On, I suppose you have to be playing in the goal. You know, that sort of thing. And I understand you did a, you did a bit of work as a mechanic in up in White Plains in New York in 71. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. We were, with, um, uh, we were over there playing for Wexford. We were uh, Mick Morrissey and... We were working with him in a bakery. Mick used to, uh, this game anyway that we were played with Wexford was a draw and we had to stay over for a week. And uh, of course, uh, Dan Quigley, myself, Teddy O'Connor, Dave, someone else now, I can't tell who else it was anyway. Mick uh, Marshy used to play with the 56 team, pick, used to pick us up every morning anyway to, to go to this bakery. So I think myself and Dan used to be outside uh, doing a bit of work outside. Uh, well, try to do a bit of work anyway, you know. <laughs> like Dan and myself wouldn't be used to really working, you know. <laughs> we, we, we'd be <laughs> kind of uh, easy going lads, you know. So uh, uh, Teddy and them, I think it was in, in the bakery. So I suppose, you know, that was a great uh, kind of a thing that time you know players used to go to play with Wexford I think I went about six or seven times out there and so we had a great time and a great crack and that's what it's all about really you know having the crack and having the the, the you know the, the visiting the different places and different things out there so we had a great time out there 
you weren't punished in any way for your time spent in America, no? Oh, there was a meeting, all right, about her, but I, I, I didn't go to the meeting at all. <laughs> I didn't bother going to the meeting at all because I said to me, said, I haven't done anything here wrong. You know, sure, I, I, we, we missed the game, all right, but sure, I didn't go to the game, to this meeting, to call the meeting. Uh, I don't think uh, we were suspended at all at that meeting now. I don't think so on anyway, myself now. I don't remember being suspended. I was saying to myself, if they want us just to hurl, they may come back to us anyway. So that's the way I was looking to, to it. I wasn't going to bother going to a meeting about being disciplined or whatever it is. And I just went ahead and I didn't go to any meeting anyway. And sure, I, I don't think, even though I heard Dave said that we were suspended, but I, I don't remember being suspended. Maybe Dave was suspended because... Uh, he said he was dropped as opposed maybe to Maybe he was a culprit. <laughs> I'd say he was the culprit, you know. We, we, we are only brought out there. I, th- I think D- Dave might have also gone down to Miami or something for a week. Oh, I, uh, yeah, well, that's how he got suspended. <laughs> we, we didn't go there, you see. <laughs> now, you are, you're widely described as Wexford's first ever All-Star when you got the award in, in 1972. Did you did you realize at the time how how big a deal saying All Star was, seeing as they were only new? Well, I didn't really. I, I suppose you know I, I was delighted to you know to get the get the award. I suppose it was the uh, next uh, best thing maybe after uh, you know an All Ireland medal, and uh, I suppose it, it was a kind of a thing I put uh, out of the bad luck uh, club you know, in the top, someone from the club uh, being picked as an all-star, I think it was a great achievement, maybe, you know, for in the parish and for the people of the parish and for my own family, where we came from. We came from, you know, kind of very uh, low thing within, within the club, I suppose. We were trained to, you know, to win junior play and win intermediate. It took us an awful lot of time really and I suppose you know to get uh, that I suppose that time you see uh, Wexford didn't recognize maybe Owlard as a real hurling force that time and I think maybe by myself uh, winning the All-Star in 72 I put the Owlard Bella club on on a Porch, I was saying, I said uh, maybe a lot of people were saying, Oh my god, Owler are producing, you know, uh, an all star, so you would better watch out maybe for uh, bigger things to come, you know, because we were a low base at a time, you know. So to get uh, the award, I suppose it was a, a great achievement, you know. I suppose it, it boils down from hard work as well, you know being dedicated to the whole thing and putting in so many hours and all that thing, you, you know, you don't get those things maybe just uh, by not putting in uh, 100%. And I suppose I always maybe put in 100% at training and train on my own and all that sort of thing. So I suppose it was nice to get something like that. And would it have been, would you have appreciated as much, because you got two more All-Stars in six or 76 and 77, but yeah. you were also, you lost two All-Ireland finals. Did, did, did they go some way, like, how did you feel picking up the All-Star, having, say, not having 
got the medal that you thought. Oh, well, she, you'd always like to get the medal, but I suppose maybe not to get the medal and and, and get it to kind of get too then after that. I suppose it was something uh, for all the effort and for all the, the you know the slog and the, to get two then it was a big uh, addition really to you know the, when we didn't win the all the sports you know when if you had a one one I think we did one two you know because uh, I think to get tried to get the breakthrough I think that time you know it, it took it its toll really to not not win one or the one of those really. Because I think, I suppose maybe as well, we, we, we played Galway, you know, twice in that in 76, down in Cork on real maybe a warm day. And I think maybe, it, you know, it's hard to peak three times in the one year. And I think that's what Wexford maybe had to do, really, peak three times. Because Galway had a super team, Cork were good. And then to you know to get get the two all stars then in seventy six and seventy seven I suppose I was uh, I was a kind of a icing on the cake really I, I had a windy all Ireland but it was a something I suppose maybe it was kind of maybe five or six or seven lads got got all stars that year which I suppose it was nice to see that happening as well you know. And was there all-star banquets back in those days? Was, was yes, there... there was uh, in Dublin. PJ Carl was the first one that I was up there uh, that time. And uh, I suppose it, yeah, it was a great night, really, you know, uh, presenting the uh, trophies. And at that, at that time, you knew, exactly, you knew that you were picked on you before the, before the night. So you, you go up there and there'd be a, a, a big... Uh, big do and then to be sending the medals and sport then you always could you know go around to all the different players and the different counties and the footballers and hurlers so uh, it was a great a great occasion altogether yeah and then i love the way you talked about not only what it meant to you but what it meant to the club and to owlert was there any kind yeah. of ho- homecoming for yourself then after any of the all-stars was there any celebration back home when, when you came back with it no, just uh, just come home and and have your trophy and that'll be it, uh, Gary. Yeah. You know, such thing is, you know, celebrating. I suppose everyone will be happy for you and people will be happy about it, you know. All them nights up there were great, really. You know, the, the 72, 76, 77. And then I, I was a uh, replacement for three years as well. So I was over there. I was over in San Francisco, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York. I went to all those places and, and uh, I was captain in 1978 with with the All-Stars where we won it. And uh, in 78, I was over on my honeymoon as well. So I suppose it was a kind of a special time then really for myself and for Brida and, uh, you know, to get over there and see all the different uh, parts of the, uh, of the world. It was, uh, I suppose, wonderful, really, you know. Yeah. So let's just uh, just clarify this. Your your honeymoon was an all star trip. All star trip, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, an all star trip, yeah. 
and and how did how did Rita feel about this, or, or how how did this come to be? First of all, you were on six All Star tours. Which one was this out of the six? It's seventy seventy eight. Seventy eight. How, how did you pose the question to Breda? Our 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 honeymoon is going to be an All Star trip. Yeah, well, I suppose she, she was into hurling a lot as well, and and I suppose uh, you know when that happened, really. Uh, that I got an All Star in '77, so we were heading off in May. The day we got married was 12th of May in '78. We were going out the next day. That's how it happened, really. Then that you know we were going to have the honeymoon and and um, the honeymoon and the All Stars together. So it was a, a great occasion for myself and for Breda as well. But we we stayed with families that time. And we stayed with Jackie Cabner and, and, and Teresa. T- Jackie Cabner is from Cranford. Cran he was a Wexford man. So now we're on a, a honeymoon anyway. Here didn't uh, Jackie and Teresa left us there for the, maybe a night or two. Now we were we were in the bed in the in the, say maybe about seven o'clock. This this alarm bell rung. Uh, you know, very same as someone breaking in. I say, Jackie had a set, set up. Lord, I said to, I said to Breda, what's this? What's this? We never stored anyway out of bed. We stayed in the bed as as honeymooners, and 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 uh, we got Jackie. Our, our, I said Jackie had a set up. You see, yeah. Because they were they, they were gone away for they were gone away for a day or two. And they set it up and allowed to do something on a honeymoon that that uh, was going to <laughs> get us up out of bed or uh, anyway. But anyway, Jackie and them came back and Jackie and them asked us, I ain't got happened or anything. And we never mentioned a thing about the thing. So, so we, we, uh, we had a great time really, you know, going that and then the thing is, you're missing, meeting uh, different players from all over the all the different county lads were playing maybe Cork or we're playing Kid Kenny. So you're meeting up with those lads and, you know, and having uh, great nights out and all that crack as well. I, I'm not a drinker or a smoker, but I, I would have a, a great crack. No matter where I go, I'd have a great crack. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's something that hurlers from present day to the past, they all have very fond memories of when they're abroad playing with players from other counties or meeting up with players from other counties, whether it be interprovincial competitions or all-star tours and all that. Yeah. Um, or colleges or something like that. It's great to, to me, hope maybe some of those, you'd be only maybe hurling against them, but you'd never kind of meet them up to talk to them or, you know, yeah. all and all those lads are, you know, they're all great fellas. Most of those people are, are very good. You know, you have a good old crack with them and to be out for a good uh, term and that sort of thing. So uh, I think it's great that way, really, the outlet really there for, you know, to meet uh, different players from different counties and they have different ideas and all that crack. I think it's great all together. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. love that. I love the Honeywell, really. You know, meeting uh, the different fellas and the different people, I think it was great, really. Nicky Record would have been your selector in some of your time on the Wexford team. Yeah. Am I right? What, what was he like as a selector, as coach? 
Um, Nicky was a great fella. He was a great fella with, with, with a young player coming in. I remember the first time I played a centre-half back there and, uh, he, you know, he, he was a great help to me, really, you know, to give me great encouragement. I think I think Nicky Racker was a was a great uh, he was a great character and a great uh, great uh, type of a man, you know. You'd love playing for him. You'd love playing for him because he he was uh, I don't know he was something special, and his great great spirit spirit in him and a great determination in him as well. You know. Your time with the Wexford senior team, you played in played in three All Ireland finals. Yeah. 70, 76 and 77. Do you think, now one one springs to mind of me just now, because I wasn't at any of the games. <laughs> yeah. But uh, 76 springs to mind of me or maybe a game that you maybe should have won. How, how Would you feel that you should have won any of those games? Well, first uh, that we should have won the, the 76 uh, game. I, I, I think a, a, a couple of bad decisions went against it that day. One was Ray Cummins got a ball and he run, I don't know how many yards with the ball and kicked it into the net right before half time. Another one was the one that Tony Dorn was pulled down with, with uh, Brian uh, uh, Murphy and got no free and they come down the field and scored a point. I, I think the referees, the referee, Don uh, Grady from Limerick didn't do, uh, didn't do any favour that day. And we had a Johnson of uh, Johnson of, of Kilkenny in the other one, and he was he was equally as bad. He, he was poor now. I think he, you know, Wexford didn't get the rub of the green really. They like a cockerel always get the rub of the green, or Kilkenny's will get the rub of the green. I, I think Wexford, you know, I think Wexford were very unlucky in that game that they didn't win that all or. I suppose maybe there was a, maybe 21 or something missed that day as well. So, you know, them things, a bit of luck, I suppose, you know, they could have had, I think it had one that wanted to win the next one. I think the next one, Wexford overtrained. Wexford overtrained the, 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 the next year because lads were tired and coming to the end of that game, Wexford are only just opening up for that game and Cork were unconscious. If it hadn't went on for another, uh, say, seven or eight minutes, Wexford won that game. So that's the way, I suppose, the, the look of the whole thing. But Wexford done a fierce amount of running that time, maybe coming up to the end. They done it at the wrong time of the year. They should have been doing that in January, February, and then coming and, you know, just sharpening up. But, but they, done, they done the opposite thing. They done fierce amount of running, run, 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 and players, players that time, they, they were tired. They were going home, weren't able to sleep, and when wanted to get up, weren't hardly able to go. So there had to be something wrong. And it was mentioned to the to the management, but they didn't take any heed of it. But I wasn't one. I think everyone was complaining about. This was seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. So I think, you see, if that had a way, I think Wexford at that stage was only opening up in that game and Cork were gone. But I always thought that Wexford, Wexford never really had a man that was able to bring out a team kind of uh, in a, in a uh, to bring him out like Kilkenny's and the Corks. 
I think they had they were um, a much further in in that field of uh, you know being expert at uh, bringing out a team. I think Wexford weren't out really proper. I don't think our teams were, re, you know, 76, 77, weren't really brought out properly. To a certain degree, they were. During your pre-season training, during yeah. the season, basically. I think the pre-season training should have been done and we, we weren't doing that. Because mm. I remember when I finished up my last, my last year in 84, I started my training in September. For 84. And I I done a lot of hill work. I done run through meadows, run through plowed fields, running my Welsons, uh, you know, cr- cross fields. I go from my own farm to my own house, that'd be four miles cross fields in my Welsons, run that. So I was never as fit as I was in, in 84 because I was after putting in, in the, the donkey work. I was so fit that a lad could bring me the whole into uh, Cope Park and I, 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 I'd have the hurl under his arm that he wouldn't be able to strike the ball. And I could go again and go again and go again. I was so fit. So uh, I think, you see, our team wasn't brought out. That's what convinced me that I think our team wasn't brought out the way it should have been brought out. I was never as fit as that time. I was 38 at that stage. And I, I was super. Running in your wellies in ploughed fields. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever go, have a fear of going over on your ankle or getting an injury no. somehow? Never, ne- never, Gary. I suppose the thing is about it, the whole thing, though, really as well. So I think, uh, you see, when I was maybe 14, I was walking after horses all day. Yeah. All day. You just imagine walking after horses all day, harning and rolling fields and all that, that sort of thing. So I say, you know, I had strong legs, strong ankles, strong everything. I I I never had trouble with my ankles, never trouble with my legs, never trouble with my knees or ankles. So I think you see, I had a such a build up from say under say 14 and that time you know i'd be running running out in the field and i'd be at maybe 15 and 60 i used to be able to go in the field and i was able to kick sheep in the corner of the field i wouldn't i wouldn't miss one <laughs> i turned this way and turned that way and catch my end that way and the next thing she would roll over and i'd have her and wouldn't get away so i think you see i had strong Limbs then, and I had strong uh, arms and everything. 76, the 76 final, it is cited as you having a, again, I didn't see it, but cited as you having a monstrous game at centre-back. But then it's also <clears throat> cited as saying the move to bring Christy Ring, actually, apparently is very excited over saying that he was the one who decided to move Jimmy Barry Murphy to mark you. And yeah. I think... Gerald McCarthy has said that he thinks that this is the move that won the game because you were having such a big influence. Would that yeah. was that the way you saw how, how it went? Oh yeah, I suppose uh, it was alright. I suppose maybe the thing is I was playing on um, I was playing on uh, Brendan Cummins first. Then I was playing on Mick Malone. Then I was playing on Ray Cummins, and then. 
Hurl them all uh, Hurl them all up the I suppose you see, I was I was I was coming against maybe three or four different fellas in in a, in a short period of time, and uh, you know I suppose maybe some of the some of the lads had to do something really you know such. Jimmy got a, a few got a few points off me in the end of that game, but then uh, as I say. Jimmy Jimmy Barry Murphy get points off anyone. He's he was a good player and a top class player and sure uh, fair play to him. He got him and I as I say I give a hundred percent anyway and I couldn't do any more and it's it's, it's history now. So I suppose I I love again an opportunity to meet uh, Jimmy Barry Murphy again. You know the only time you marked him. That's the only time I marked him, uh, Ben. Yeah. I, I think I marked him in in a maybe uh, tournament game down in in in, in Park Arm. Yeah, mm. I think I, I I I marked him down in Park Arm. Was he as good as his legend says? I was. A, he was a good player. He was a very good player. Very fast and very quick. Good hurler. Good hurling brain as well. So you won't be too many dudes in in, in Crow Park. They'll be all they'll be all top class. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Now, you mentioned earlier how um, you found it very hard at the start because you, you would have come in playing men's hurling in the goal, but in junior for Owlert. Yeah. And now there's obviously a, you, a few years ago, not anymore, but you're still a senior club and you would have dominated senior for a long time. Yeah. What Can you kind of talk about the changes that, you put systematic changes in place to get the club to where it is now in, in like your, you said earlier that you weren't, before you got the All-Star, you, Owler Thomas weren't respected as a hurling club, whereas yeah, now was. you're yeah. seen as the hurling club in Wexford nearly. Yeah. Well, I suppose uh, the thing that really, I suppose I coached an awful lot, say, say, under 10s, under 12s, under 14s, under 16s, under minors, and, um, I suppose we win all maybe uh, f- um, premier hurling that time in in that joke, but uh, I remember one year that uh, the failure was on, and the next thing next t- the team was down was Six Mile Bridge. Six Mile Bridge was down playing Owlert in Owlert pitch. and I was kind of over. I wasn't over that team now that played Six Mile Bridge. And who was playing with who was playing with six mile bridge on a Davy Fitzgerald in the goal? Anyway, six mile bridge destroyed Owlert that day down in Owlert. Now I said to myself, the standard that we have to get, we have to get up to that standard, you know, playing uh, playing underage hurling to to you know to to have a, a good team, and. I think after that I got at the underage, and I, you know, I, I, I uh, got got up to a big standard, and so the thing is, we won ninety four and ninety seven. We won the Fela, uh, Fela Gael, uh, twice, uh, and I think you see all that brought uh, brought our teams on a lot, but we worked hard at our hurling. We worked hard at running. We worked hard at the skill, especially left and right. 
And I think, you know, all those things, and we had, I suppose, maybe a great uh, set of lads as well, uh, you know, very dedicated. And I was over all those teams, and I'd get him to do the right things. I'd get him to do the, you know, hurling up the field and down the field and left and right and hitting on the run and catching balls and all things like that. I'd get him into a game situation then, and I, I, I'd... Uh, if they were making mistakes, I'd, I'd stop play. I'd, I'd uh, show them exactly wh where a back should be, where a forward should be, uh, get them playing as a team. And I think all that sort of thing, we've done an awful lot of work maybe at that. And I think, you know, that's where it all came from. You know, winning them, uh, we won three failures altogether, won the, uh, the Premier one as well. So I think, you know, all that combination of lads together, and those all those lads, you know, are dead keen on hurling, mad on hurling. I suppose maybe I got a great drive in them. I got a great, uh, you know, a passion in them for hurling. And I think you see, you need that. And there was no such thing as, as not being there. You were always there. You were always there to, to, to be in on time. All those things. And I think that, you know, that stood to um, all those lads you know, and then we got lads maybe going on to, you know, under county under 14 and, you know, juvenile and minor and playing on those teams. And that, you know, that was bringing up our standard. But at, uh, I think with with uh, with uh, Six Mile Bridge and Davy's team that time, I think that showed us the standard that we had to get up to. And we got up to that standard. And I suppose maybe that's how we were so successful at the underage and then they moved into senior and won so many seniors and that I think you know it all boiled down to that game you know that Wake Owler played Six Mile Bridge and we turned her around from that by hard work though by hard work there was years there was maybe uh, you know 16, 17, 18 years non-stop uh, hurling hitting balls striking balls and then if you can get young fellas out on the field themselves, hurling balls, you know, moving to the ball, all them things, you have to get them to do that, which is vital. And I think that's where we sprung the whole thing from. And your so, wife would have been influential in the school as well? Yeah, Breda and Breda Flood, they were with me the whole time. So I suppose when you have two women with you, you can't go wrong. <laughs> You know, so I, I, I think you need the women as well. You need so, the women uh, with, the, with the man to straighten them out a bit, maybe not time as well. And they they were good with young people as well. They'd be looking after them in school, maybe feeding them before, seven sides and things like that. So all that thing, I suppose, rubbed off on all those fellas, you know. And sure... Uh, uh, that's where I, I think we the whole thing sprung from, really, because you have to have maybe a good, uh, a good underage structure, and but you need to have people that's going to give a hundred percent, and you need the young lads to give a hundred percent, and no messing. That's one thing. When I have a team, be no messing. Uh, everyone will be serious about and serious about winning and getting out there and and doing the work. By winning, and by winning, then, you see, you're going to bring, uh, 
it's going to get even better and better and better and better. You get the confidence and you, 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 you'll, you'll get to love it as well by winning. You, even though I didn't win much, but I, I still have a fierce desire for to win. Yeah, it's something that Darren Stamp had actually mentioned in his episode uh, of the podcast with us that when we were asking him like about the group of players that Owlert had that won all those county titles like was it I, yeah. I, I had actually said was it luck or what what happened that brought on such an amazing group of players and he cited that Breda Jacob and Breda Flood in the school used to always get them to bring their hurls and get as much hurling during the school day as possible and then three or four times a week they'd, they'd spend two hours yeah. with Mick Jacob in the field hurling and he'd have such a big bag of balls that there'd be a hurling ball for everyone so that they were non-stop playing with the ball. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. I suppose the, the thing is, that Gary, you know, when I was young, that's what I used to be doing. You know, when I be, was at home, I'd be with Christy or with Robbie and we'd be uh, hitting balls every evening in, in the yard, try to score goals off each other. So the more you have the hurl in your hand, the better you're going to get, and the more you're going to love hurling. If when you're when you're when you're good at when you get good at, you're going to love it. You're going yeah. to love it. You're going to love it. And you know all those fellas that used to love hurling, used to love hurling, and the school teachers was a big help as well. Because they were interested, the breeder flood was very interested, my breeder was very interested. And then it was, we had young lads, my own young lads playing as well in that group. So every one of those lads wanted to play hurling and really put in a, a, a great effort. So I, I say, you know, that effort that they put in was worth uh, tremendous uh, to Owlers de Balloch because. Uh, you know, they all stood ahead as well. That's that's very important as well. Most of them stood ahead. Maybe a couple of real good lads didn't stay ahead. They kind of went the opposite way, which was a terrible mistake, really. We had kind of an Andrew Kavner was a, an unreal underage player, but didn't didn't stick ahead. And maybe Kevin Stamp a bit as well, a brother of Darren's, which were two brilliant fucking players. Unreal. And the county material, uh, Andrew Kavanagh was a, a man that was uh, played on Chaffee's party, uh, say twice with the county team and, and out hurling. So he was a good one and a real good one. So, you know, that was the whole thing with that, really. The whole, nearly most of those lads stayed out and played hurling, hurling, hurling. There was nothing else in their heads. And then you see they went on to play senior hurling with Wexford, played under 21 with Wexford. And that was going to bring them on even more because it was, they were getting more exposure to, you know, at inter-county level. When you go to inter-county level, it's about another four or five steps. Under 21 is the same thing. So all that was a, a great thing. And then winning as well, was giving them a taste of everything. They knew how to win. You mentioned earlier that you didn't win much. Now, looking at your CV, we'd say you actually did win quite a bit. <laughs> but um, you did. 
he did play in I think five senior finals for Eulert. Yeah. And he didn't manage to get over the line. But you were, I believe, man of the match, a losing a losing team man of the match in eighty two. And you also got best player on the losing side, am I right? Yeah. Uh, what was it like to get man of the match on, on a losing team? I suppose uh, it, it, it was uh, such a disappointment to lose it uh, first, Benny. Uh, that, uh, uh, I suppose I, I didn't appreciate it as much, maybe if I was after winning, you know, because uh, I was so disappointed in losing that I was, I hardly, I was heading on to the dressing room and someone come after me to come back about getting the man of the match. So I suppose maybe man of the match didn't didn't mean as much as, as if I had maybe won it or something, you know. But anyway, sure, I I, I got it, and uh, I suppose it was great to get a man of the match on and the best player on the losing uh, team. I suppose uh, in 70, uh, 74 was the same thing, really. Uh, I won the, or the man of the match in his 74 as well. And, and uh, I just have to tell you one thing as well there. Uh, we played Ragnar and Ragnar beat us by six points. I think it was 2-8 to 1-5. Very low scoring game uh, after that game anyway. Uh, uh, Bobby Racker came over to me and congratulated me on, on my performance. So... I suppose that was a kind of a nice uh, mm. touch, maybe from one of the greatest uh, backs that Wexford ever produced, really, you know. But uh, as about the man of the match, sure, it's not always nice to get, but I I, I always play for the love of the hurling and the, the you know, the passion of the yoke and playing in the games. Mid, mid, is, everybody as much to me as maybe the man of the match or anything like that, really. You know, why do you think uh, you you couldn't get over the line with Eulert for so many years? Well, I suppose it, it, it's like this. I'd say I think we're we're just a bit uh, unlucky, really, uh, Ben. I think you because um, uh, one year we bet the alley in in a, in a semi final, and Ratnjob is in the final. Then another year we bet we bet uh, we bet Dali. In his, or was it yeah, Dali in the semi final? Or no, Ratnur in the semi final and Ratnur or Dali base in the final. So that time, I suppose, you had a lot of good teams the Harriers, the, the Shamrocks, the um, Rapparees, all, all, all those teams were very strong and very, you know, good. And, uh, and you see, the thing is, when we didn't, when we are not after winning one, it's much harder to win one, I think. It's nearly like our team in the 70s there. We were, you know, Kenny based by a point and we played maybe on real games and that was the same thing with ours. We played some great games. We played Bradnewer and we had some great games. We played the Alley and we had some great games with him as well. But just that little bit of luck, I suppose, maybe on the day that we didn't, we weren't able to get over the line. I think we had to go over the line as it made a huge difference to it. I'd say, you see, we're the same way with the junior and intermediate. We're there for a good many years, the same thing. You used to say there was a hoodoo over, over us. 
a priest or something was after saying this or saying that, that they'd never win a county final and they wouldn't this. So we, we eventually won it and uh, it's like the senior thing as well. We got the breakthrough in 94 and it kind of, after that, we kind of didn't look back. But uh, I suppose the only thing I say, all right, Ben, though, is by us, by us, uh, you know, working so hard, maybe at those years, it kind of gives the other team, maybe, uh, you know, the teams after us come and, and say, we're going to do it. And I say only for us, maybe Owler wouldn't be after winning as much as maybe the, the are after winning, you know? I don't doubt it. As you were saying, when, when you started with the Owler junior team, was it was that the Owler first team at the time? First time, Gary, yeah. Yeah, so that was their that was the first team, and then when you were leaving, you were leaving an alert senior team that had just been to five county county finals. So I mean, the the work was done there already. Yeah, but you you started sixteen on the junior team, and you finished in your mid fifties on the on the alert junior team. <laughs> <laughs> Although with with, a, with a, a team ahead of you, how did how did you manage to keep going so long? Well, as I say, Gary, I never really let myself in our condition. Yeah, I played. I played till I was fifty four. I well, I, I played till uh, at county level at thirty eight, and I suppose I got an eye injury then. And I think I'd maybe had another year or two with the county. I was feeling so good, you know, the last year I played. I suppose, you see, the secret is in, 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 the, in the whole thing is really, I think, is don't be letting yourself out of condition. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of players let themselves go completely, put on a stone or two, and then they get lazy. I, I would never I would never do that. I'd always keep myself taken over. I was always keep at uh, I'd always I always loved training. I always loved running. I always loved playing, whether it's junior, a junior B or any of those things. And then I used to love going down to the field, playing on the like a John Stampin. Um, um, uh, Padder Murphy and all those fellas, I'd be very same as an all Ireland day. They'd be, I'd be playing as a forward on them lads. So they'd be saying to themselves, he says, I'm not going to let this Mick Jacob lad fucking hold me out of the field here this evening. <laughs> so I, I suppose it was, uh, it kept me really psyched up as well and it kept me, kept them really uh, going as well. So I love the junior as well. I love the junior. We got beaten, beaten in two finals. One against St. Pat's, the other against uh, um, Timon Cameras after a replay. We had to go to a replay. We got beat the, the second day, but uh, I love playing. I love, uh, I suppose I could have played longer, only I didn't. I suppose maybe I, I was nearly time. I, I finished up at 54. <laughs> So I, I, I loved every minute. I said, you know what? I got every second and every minute of my hurling career. I loved it, lads. I loved it, whether I'm winning or losing, getting out and competing and playing, playing senior and playing, playing junior. Junior meant every bit as much to me as senior. It meant every bit as much to me as senior. I loved every minute. I loved every second of it. So I say to anyone out there, do you know what? Don't be giving up. 
Turn as long as you can. There's plenty of years to lie around, loll around, uh, do nothing. I loved every second. I, I enjoyed every minute of it. And you got to play junior with your son then, did you? I got uh, to play with Michael uh, down against Blackwater in 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 um, in Monomalina. And I stuck a ball in the net. Anyway, so I, I got one over Michael anyway. <laughs> <laughs> From the start, so so uh, we had we had I suppose great times together. I think Rory Rory was um, I think maybe a subbed one day uh, and I uh, finishing up. I think all right now, you know. But sure, it's great to I suppose have the you know your son hurling with you when I maybe fifty four or five and sure he was going to do a bit of running for me anyway. Yeah. You know. You know? <laughs> I used to play in the forwards in the juniors. I loved that. And used to take the freeze freeze as well. So I loved Very every nice. minute. Anyway, got a great enjoyment out of her. I wouldn't I wouldn't swap it for the world. I'd love to be back with Davy Fitzgerald hurling again with Wexford. <laughs> I love I I love the, the the training. I love the, the you know the whole thing. When in '94. When Eulert finally did get over the line in senior, you were obviously you were a selector. Yeah. What do you think the difference was that made them? Get I suppose there in the, the, end? the difference was really uh, Ben was that uh, you know Tom Neville came in that year over uh, as manager. Myself and Jimmy Pender and and Willie Sunderland was was the selectors. So I suppose you see uh, we were after playing junior junior hurling and I think we we got maybe three or four we got uh, Philip Roster, John Cleary, uh, John Stamp, uh, someone else as well, and, and and brought him into the into the senior year. So I think you see those fellas made a big difference really, you know. The kind of uh, the kind of uh, and and then I suppose we uh, got good discipline as well. Tommy be sort of a lad to be you know good with the discipline and that was important. And I suppose we he got everyone you know uh, pulling together well and you know got determination. I suppose you know that year we were very lucky to uh, beat uh, Balamorn. Ballamorn was very good that time. The McDonalds and all them fellas were were super hurlers. I think we only beat beat Ballamorn that that year by a pint or something. So you know, um, I think that made a difference. And then I suppose we started winning a few games, win a few games, and then we got maybe it's a semi final and final. We got to the final and we won it. So I suppose that was a great day for 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 everyone in the parish. I suppose one of the greatest days of mine as well, really, to see the club winning the first senior, you know, the senior, it was a, a great breakthrough kind of, you know. Yeah. When you, when you said that um, Tom Neville was very big on discipline and very good on discipline, what what, is, yeah. what, what, what do you mean by that? Was it just people that needing to be at training on time or, and if they weren't, were they dropped or were they punished or were they given laps? Well, I said that they knew exactly, you know, that Tom was kind of serious about this whole thing, Gary, you know, he wasn't there for just coming down for the ride from Carlo, you know, he, he had the belief that you know, Owlert could do well and, 
and uh, I suppose you know uh, everything kind of pulled well together. You know, I suppose when you have a new man coming in like that, you know, kind of an outside man that maybe was after being a, hur a good hurler himself, a good manager himself, you know, that was a big plus really for maybe for a lot of those lads from our our club that maybe didn't know, that didn't know uh, much about maybe a, a lad like Tom. And yeah. I suppose, you know, they looked up to Tom a kind of, you know, that this lad's a fucking serious lad now. You know, that sort of thing. And I think that that made the difference. Would there be any hurlers? Now, this is a fair question. Would is there be any hurlers in Owlert you haven't coached? <laughs> there wouldn't be any. To be all, <laughs> the most, well, up till maybe a year or two. I've and never I, seen a senior hurler come out for Owlert and just said, jeez, I'd never coached him. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, you know, the Philip Rosters and all them, John Rosters, all them fellas, this 1994 team, all them lads, I had them, I had Martin Story, Liam Dond, whole lot of them fellas. Uh, I, 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 Martin Redman, Martin Redman, all them fellas, I coached all them fellas sports. I don't know how long I'm coaching. I'm coaching a long time anyway because I was coaching those lads when I was hurling with Wexford. So I, I I suppose I was out maybe every night of the week, but sure, the thing is I loved it and it, it paid off. It paid off. It eventually paid off, which is uh, I suppose great really. When you see that and when you see maybe all those fellas getting out and hurling at senior level, winning county senior medals, I suppose maybe winning those senior medals meant as much to me as maybe. You know, if I was playing, if I was playing, I got some a great enjoyment of all that. The crack was my. I used to love every every second and every minute of it to see, to see the club winning. Uh, I didn't care who who won medals. Uh, I just wanted to see the club winning, and uh, whoever was playing, I, I wanted to see him getting their medals and loved it. What do you think of the? The current state of uh, Owler Turling is it in a good place? Well, sure, they went well last year anyway. They need to, they need to, they need to, they'll have to, they'll have to train a lot harder then. The training, their the fitness is, is, is not good, very poor at the moment. They're, they're hurt for 20 minutes and they're gone for the next. So they need they need to, 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 to work a lot harder. Uh, they, they have the potential, but they need to work a lot harder. They need a, a lot of run. Uh, they, they need about five, four or five months hard running to, to get up to the standards that 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 we should have out. And what do you think of the standard of hurling in Wexford in general? Are we far off? I think the standard at the moment, it's after evening out, I think it's gone back a lot. I think the standard is, is, is gone back because I, I, I think the, a lot of teams are nearly at the one equal now. You know, there, there's no consistency in a lot of teams. You know, I, I, I think that uh, you take St. Martin's even there, you know, uh, last year, they had a terrible bad year. 
terrible for you. Whether it wasn't switched on or what, I don't know. But uh, yeah, they have uh, plenty of potential, but uh, they seem to be not uh, they're not uh, pulling together or something like that because, uh, you know, they went out very soft last year in, 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 the, in the county championship. So I think, you see, it's all after evening now. I don't think the standard is great, though. I think, you know, it should be, should be better, I think. I think I, I personally think that the fact that it's evened out is helping to strengthen it. That there, there's so much competition, and like I, I was surprised as well by Saint Martin's. To be honest, that I, I think they were definitely favourites going into the championship. Yeah, and the I, I, I would have thought that they would have got over Glenbarrentown, but I think it's good. It's good in the county that Glenbarrentown in that game caused an upset. Then everybody thought Glenbarrentown were going to go on and do it. Yeah. They got bet by shells and shells yeah, looked very and, strong. And, and, and Lynn and Lynn and Lynn Barntown got a great start in that game, uh, Gary. They did. They did. And you know, and they went they went they went went to sleep. I don't know why. It's getting the consistency, I think it's it's uh, you know, key. consistency is key. <laughs> yeah, the consistency is key. I think you see. I, I think you see. You need teams to work hard as well. And like, and another thing, I suppose, another thing as well. I think uh, it's not a help, and I don't think it was a help this year to Wexford. Uh, Wexford team was, yeah, yeah, kind of had Wexford uh, peak, you know, in in good shape, say around March or April, and then what happened was you had the club championship started then. And you had the club championship starting then, and those fellas, the first game or two, this, those county men seemed to be flying. And then, whatever happened, they all seemed to, to lose form. And they, they, they lost form then for, for the Wexford as well, which I think was a kind of a disaster really for the county team. It was good for the clubs, I suppose, maybe they had everyone together. But I think you see between hurling and football, I think the, the county lads were all tired, look to be tired, and look yes. to be look to be lighting themselves, look to be after after losing weight or something like which is not good either. How do you think? Would you have enjoyed uh, the tactics that the running game that David Fitzgerald plays? Would you have liked playing that way? Oh, I'd love playing. I'd stand up. <laughs> yeah, because because I I be playing on my own. No one, I, I, there's no one playing on anyone now. That's uh, what I think. I think you see, being a fender now, there's no one thirty yards of a forward. I just imagine now if if uh, Wexford were playing uh, Limerick and uh, the Hegarty fella playing wing forward. And just imagine leaving him forty yards on his own to hit balls over the bar. <laughs> I I I'd like to see the like of maybe Colum Dorn on him. I, tell, I guarantee he wouldn't be he wouldn't be two yard, two steps away from. Him. Mm. So I think at the moment I think you know the hurling is terrible loose. There's no, there's no tackle anymore. There's no blocking. There's no hooking. There's no one to one. That's all seemed to be all gone. It's a, it's a kind of a whole running game. 
So I think, you see, you, as backs, you could be on your own for most of the game. Let your, your man way down the field. So I, I, I ideal for the backs. <laughs> ideal for the backs. You'd love a lad going down the field. He's not going to score there. <laughs> ideal for a hurling cornerback, but not a, not a dogged man marker, say. No. No. You must be very proud of some of the success that your sons and daughters have had on the hurling field also. Well, sure. I, I suppose I'm, I'm very proud of that already. Between the four of them to have 44 senior senior medals, that's Camogie uh, and, 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 and senior hurling. And I suppose, you know, for those things, uh, I suppose they're after giving myself and Breda great enjoyment uh, you know, going to see him playing and going to see him playing in matches and, you know, getting some great scores and, you know, things like that. But then the thing is that they worked, they worked hard at their game. There was no, never any pressure put on them. They loved hurling. They loved playing. They loved playing for county. They loved playing for Owlert. You know, they're after, after winning, uh, the girls after winning three or four all earned space. And uh, winning Camogie, uh, 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 I learned with the club as well. So I suppose all those things, you know, our house, I suppose, I, I suppose we don't really appreciate all what medals and what trophies and what different things is in the, they're all there, but uh, they don't be maybe much uh, remark past them with having not laughing and not term or raising. You won this and I won that and all that that sort of thing. So uh, we do have, a, uh, I suppose, a great uh, time together. And uh, sure, we're the, we're the latest team doing so well for ourselves and playing so well and doing so well. And sure, it's a, a lot of they have put a lot into it and a lot of dedication have went into it as well. I suppose uh, you know I, I suppose maybe given that as well by going to the field and. Uh, bring them to the field and bring them here and bring them there and to different places and uh, getting out on the lawn and maybe as small kids uh, practicing hitting balls and all that sort of thing and uh, being uh, say like when, when we go to play see uh, Wexford in Crow Park and things like that they'd bring their hurls and bring no matter how we go whether it's Torless Kilkenny uh, Co Park will always been the horse when they were small. And no matter where we were coming home, we'd get off and get into a pitch and do some hurling after the Wexford game. So I suppose that was giving them a great feeling for the, the whole thing after seeing Wexford playing and winning, maybe against Hilkenny, uh, maybe against Cork or against Tipperary. It was getting them a, a great feeling for the whole thing as well. And you know they only small kids and uh, Rory, Rory and, and Ursula played in mini sevens up in Crow Park as well. So all that thing, uh, it, it was great for them in Ireland day to be up there playing in the with the crowd maybe eighty two thousand or eighty three thousand. And I suppose you know that was a great thing for them. You know, I suppose, you know, when I when I was young, I kind of hadn't maybe that thing because I lost my father when he, when I was very young. So 
they had me and they had Breda, so they were traveling with us and sure it was great and sure they have done great for themselves. So with your involvement with all the we talked about with the, with the Owlert men's team and all, you were also the manager of the Camogie team for one of the county successes. Yeah. Success against Rat you. I'm, I'm had sure. a great day there. No, I'm sure you 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 were you were uh, involved in not only all those young Owlert lads coming through, but all the all the girls coming through too. Yeah, sure. We had uh, we had an under twelve team, and we had Ursula and had Mary Lacey playing on it against uh, Buntlody in the county final, semi final. Ursula scored three something against Gory, and Mary played centre half back on the boys team, and she was. Brilliant as well. And to this day, Mary will talk about the under-12 medal I have got. I brought her in and brought Ursuline as well. And anyway, we're playing Bunchlody. Noel Ryan, you all know Noel. And sure, Noel, Noel is a, a very enthusiastic man and a great fellow over teams for Bunchlody as well. And sure, Bunchlody anyway was after beating us in the, in the county semi-final down in, in Nowlers. No, 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 it was a, a round robin game. And so we, we entered. I said to myself, Jesus, you know what? We, we may do something about this. And I said to Breda, Jesus, you know what? We'll bring in Ursula and we'll bring in Mary and we're playing. So Ursula scored three something against Gory and she got a goal or a couple of points against Buntlody. So anyway, Buntlody. This was coming near the end of the game now. Buntlody got a, no, it was a lame ball for, for Owler. And Buntlody thought it was, the game was over. The referee was after blowing the whistle. And we were, we were uh, two points behind. Anyway, the ball was thrown in. Buntlody thought the referee was after uh, blowing for uh, a free. I know for the game to be over. Buntlody was lipping up in the sky. Breda said the game is not over yet. So anyway, the ball, the ball was uh, threw in, and here didn't Gary Murphy uh, pull on a ball uh, about t- fifteen yards out and buried it, and uh, my brother of Sean's, and uh, so we won, we won the match anyway. So no, I say Noel was was really down and out, but no, uh, Noel is a, uh, is a great character, and a great man was for Bunclody. He done tremendous work really for Bunclody. Sure. Uh, I met him several times in underage games and we had great battles and great, uh, that's what it's all about anyway, you know, to get, have a great battle with the whole thing. So uh, I suppose it, it, with, with, with the Camogie, with the Camogie, uh, I had a, a, a good old crack with those uh, women as well. Uh, they were um, a great uh, dedicated bunch too. We had a great team too, you know, so all mad on hurling as well, you know, and and uh, used to winning, used to win as well, but uh, we, we beat Rat you well in that final in in in, in uh, Wexford Park. How often, when you're at home, do you watch a rerun of the 2004 Leinster semi-final? Not that often. <laughs> an odd time, an odd time. So once a week or so. Huh? <laughs> I suppose maybe when it, when it was uh, out for uh, out uh, for a few times, it, it was uh, 
Uh, we've seen a few times all right there, but not that not that much, uh, Barry. I tell you what we do. We do do all right. We listen to uh, that is Connor's singing a song about it. All right, that that'll that'll give you a good version. Uh, he 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 give you a good version of it, uh, about uh, Cody on on the flat of his knees. That that day that day that day I was up in the stand. And I got I caught a hole to breathe when 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 Michael stick the ball in the neck and I, and I hurted one of our ribs, so now that was very very excitement, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was a great day anyway. Oh, certainly was. Yeah, it certainly was. Rory scored a fine goal too early. People forget about that one actually. You want the one with one hand? Yeah. Yeah, he has he has uh, he has that photograph over his own house there and. Uh, it, 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 it's it's a great uh, it's a great it's about six about sixty Kenny fellas after him, and uh, he, he got he got a high high nearly a tennis stroke at the ball. I suppose he, he, he the, the James McGarry I think maybe got a bit uh, you know he didn't expect it to come I think, but I, I don't know how Rory hit it up because there was a, there was a. About sixty Kenny fellas, Tommy Welsh was right behind him, and he, he tried to hook him. And I, I think it, as the way Rory hit a kind of a tennis stroke, you know that that he he kind of cut it a whole album really, you know. Yeah. So, sure, the great memories to have really, you know. I suppose there are things that you never forget, and I suppose when there's one of your own, you don't forget anyway. From from all of your uh, achievements, where does getting to the final in the 2013 Strictly Come Dancing come? Oh, that was great. That was a, I, 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 I bet Ursula here as well, so I, I still talk about that. Ursula <laughs> can't get over it. <laughs> me getting into the Strictly Come Dancing and she not have, she not have to get into it. Uh, <laughs> An old man like me getting into strictly come dancing. <laughs> oh, I love I, I loved every second of that too. I love dancing myself anyway. Oh, I go, I so, go to, so you you had lots of experience and had had no experience in the dancing. Oh, she oh, she would have be experienced enough now. I suppose <laughs> maybe I'd have a bit more. But uh, oh, Jed, as a tough yorker, you have to put in some hours. We put in some hours into that. Certainly, Catherine Murphy, Sean Murphy's mother. That's what I was dancing with. From, from the sounds of it, from the way you were dedicated, putting in the hours were never a problem with your dedication. Oh, no, never, never. A dedication, you have to have dedication to hang. You know, if you haven't dedication, don't do it. Who was the best player you've ever played with? Best player I ever played with was Colm Dorn. I, I, I was, I suppose, myself and Colm, uh, you know, soldiers a lot of, in a lot of games, a uh, great man to play beside, uh, great determination, never say die uh, spirit in, in him. And he, he'd, uh, he, as I say, a great fella to be, play beside. You couldn't have a better fella. Tremendous horror. You won't get, you get nothing soft off him. So he was a he was a wonderful player. I I thought anyway, you know. I suppose maybe Tony is always the lad that gets the real the real praise. But Colin to me was a great one as well. 
Who is the toughest player you ever had to mark? Well, I suppose there's, you know, there was a lot of tough lads. I suppose Pat Delaney was a was a really tough fella. He had John Connolly, a tough fella. He had he had Jeremy Carty, good fella as well. Uh, Jimmy Barry Murphy, you know, all those. So many good lads that you be after playing on. Didn't be all good, you know. To be all hard to be played on. No easy lad. But if I was to ask you who the toughest was. <laughs> the toughest one was uh, Tim Crowley of Cork. He was a, a, a left-handed lad. So I suppose uh, the thing about him as well, I suppose he, he was a kid-hog and a kid-hog lad could hit you from here to the wall. And he was one of those sort of fellas. But he, he broke my finger in, 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 out in America I put down my hand and I cut the ball, but he 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 uh, fucking drew and 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 uh, I broke my finger anyway. But he he'd be one a tough lad now, hard lad, a big big bony, kind of a sort of a lad hurler. Not necessarily the best hurler, but he'd be tough. still a, you know a hard lad to play on it because he'd be a kito, you know that sort of thing. What type of hurl did you use? I, I, I used a Randall hurl. And uh, when I was playing in the goal, I used to uh, use a Sally, go- a Sally stick. Old uh, Albert uh, Randall uh, made a Sally stick for me, which was a, a, a lovely hurl, a lovely balance. What's a Sally well, exactly. stick? <laughs> What's a Sally stick? <laughs> you don't know what a Sally stick is, no? You know a oh. Sally? No? Well, you want you want to look up that now. <laughs> go to go to any bog, you'll see Sally's. Okay, mission for the weekend. <laughs> you no know, Sally, Sally stick. There be uh, be light stick now. Nice balance and things like that. If you had one player you had to go to war with, who would it be? Tony Dorn. Tony Dorn. No need yeah. no need for an explanation, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And the last one now, I have a feeling I know the answer, but we'll see. You mightn't. What is <laughs> the best inter-county goal you've ever seen? Oh, Michael's. No, I was correct. I did know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> because I think, I think uh, the way he blocked, caught, a stroke. All in the one movement. All in the one Phenomenal. movement. I ha- I haven't seen a better one anyway. That 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 would be one of the best goals ever if it wasn't in the last minute of a Leinster semi final against Kilkenny to win the game. Well, uh, <laughs> but I, it was. I, I think myself if that was a Kilkenny fella or a Cork fella, they'd be talking to about forever. To me, I think it was one of the greatest goals ever. Just to clarify, that was better than Rory's goal in the same game. <laughs> and was also better than Ursula's goal in the, I think, 2012 Camogie All-Ireland Final. Uh, well, I suppose, uh, you know, the goals were in the same goal, in the Canal goal. So I suppose, you know, 
that goal that Hurst scored off the ground was was a, was an unreal one. I suppose in Camogie, in, in Camogie, I suppose it was the get, uh, best goal of them all. And they were all, all, all three in the Canal End? Yeah, all in the Canal End, Gary. I hadn't, I hadn't put that together. That's, that's, not, that's, that's something. I thought Rory's was in the first half and then Mick's yeah, was the second. Yeah, Rory's was in, in the Hill 16, but the, the other two was in oh, the Oh, yeah, yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. So the best Camogie goal and the best... Hurling goal were both scored by Jacobs into the canal end. Canal end, yeah. That's <laughs> history now. Yeah. Fact. <laughs> Make your enthusiasm for the game is, is yeah. fantastic. I have a great love for games. And, uh, you know, I love going to games. And no matter what sort of the game, whether it's underage, senior, minor, under 10s, under 11s, I'm a heavy game. I know I miss a game. I'd be uh, looking out for... Uh, you know, more prospects for counting for prospects for out of the ballot. And so, you know, as, as I say, I'm, I'm the president of the club at the moment, last two or three years. So that's a big honour as well. So you, you have me, Bullant, want to go out and <laughs> go out to a field and play a match now. Or go yes, you, <laughs> you, should, you should be training, Gary. If you're thinking of playing intermediate hurling with, with, with Askamore, and you, you want to be out training now, putting uh, in the miles, putting I'm, in the miles. I'm doing my bits, but I'm going to start doing more. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do more. Yeah, I don't know. You see, Gary, I think one thing about is the whole thing, lads, as well. Uh, the, the more you put into it, the more enjoyment you'll get out of it. The That's more true. enjoyment you'll get out of it. And you, you need, and you cannot, one thing, you can do all gym work in, in the world. But you cannot bet run. You cannot bet run. The main thing is your wind and stamina. Get your stamina right. Get your stamina right and, and walk on your speed then after. Hey, haven't, haven't you got a new pitch up there? We do, yeah. We're, we're working on it. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go running in the ploughed fields now. But <laughs> I oh, start... yeah. And meadows. <laughs> meadows. Meadows as well. But, but I will go running. But uh, uh, the running is is one of, one of the deep things if you want to be good. Because if you were able to go for every ball, you're horrible. If you're not able to go for it, if you're unable to go for every one or one hour three, no good. You have to be able to go out three hour three, you know. Because uh, if you're fit, you play well. Yeah. You're on fit, you don't play well. My, in my first year as an Ask More Intermediate, we had... Christy over us. Yeah. And the end of every training. Did you do this as well? It was walk, jog, run up and down the field. Yeah. Turn. Go I... again. And, and we'd yeah. do it and we'd never we there'd be no end in sight. But yeah, yeah. But it got us to, fit. I, I used to do a lot of that with the chaps. Yeah. I used to run myself with him. I had me maybe weddings on me. And I'd run up and down the field with him. But I, I used to do a lot of that with the chaps now. We, I, I don't think we, at the moment we're doing any run with chap, young lads at all. You take when we were, when we were, you know, nine and ten and eleven, we're running the whole time. We're on bikes, but now they're not. Then they which they need to run. Young lads need to run. You know, uh, and get a habit of, of running. And when you get a habit of running at a young age, 
you're going to do it when you come up to 16, 70. But if you don't run at 14 and, and 13 and 10, you won't do it when you come to to uh, 30, or, you know, uh, 17 and 80. Yeah, you, you get to be a, sh- a shock to the system when you're told to start running. Shock to the system, the yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now you want to go get out to the ploughed field. Any ploughed fields out there? Oh, I don't know if my ankles would be able for ploughed fields, Mickey. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good giving it. I, I, I'll stick to the flat to the flatlands, but I, I'll make sure and put the work in hills. I'll do hills. Oh, hills are good. Hills are I, good. That's what I done. I done hills up, down, up, down, down, up, down. You know, and then when you be coming home, you be. I'm great trip. I remember Johnny Muffy coming with, with me once. You know, Johnny Ballamore. Yeah. And, oh, nearly killed Johnny anyway. Nearly killed Johnny. Johnny <laughs> Tahoe's f- fierce tough. But you see, I suppose it's like this though, Gary. When, when the match gets tough, that's the time you have to go. Yeah. Oh, that's true. You know, and, uh, and, that, and that, that's, that's how that pays off. Who would you think is the best in the game right now? That Hayes lad there wing back for Limerick is very good, Andy. He is. Um, yeah. Was it someone on um, Brian Carroll's podcast, I'm wondering, said that Kyle Hayes they thought was the best in the game? Larry O'Gorman said it, I think. Do you know what about Kyle Hayes? I, th- I thought of Kyle Hayes when you were talking about the fitness thing, Mick, because yeah. there's something about Kyle Hayes. I, I remember it was in the All-Ireland final. He was after going through a load of hardship, like, trying to pick up the ball, fighting a couple of lads off, yeah, wrestling a lad to the ground. Like, I'm just looking at him going, Jesus, he must be absolutely knackered after that. And he, he won the free, he stood up and he ran straight back into position as if nothing had happened. And I was just thinking the level of fitness that that lad must have is ridiculous. Oh, dear. That that Desperate. amount of intense work didn't even phase him. No, no, no. He's so big as well. Yeah. So big and he he, he an awful stride as well, haven't he? Yeah. You know he's a big, tall, lanky lad, and he high uh, jetty. He, he he's very strong. Thanks very much, Mick, for giving us so much of your time. Oh, pleasure, pleasure, lads. Mick, it's been a pleasure for us too. Matt Johanan trying to buy himself a bit of space. A point for Matt Johanan. So we hope everyone enjoyed our conversation with Mick as much as we enjoyed talking to him. We certainly did. Any word from Shane Tompkins this week, Ben? Uh, yes, Shane Tompkins said he wasn't going to come on as he feels that the book is always better. So Mick's book is obviously coming out on the 1st of May and he's very much looking forward to getting stuck into that ah very good yeah Shane does love his books he'd be very book smart thanks everyone for listening and thanks to our sponsors the Enniscorty Credit Union we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another great guest take care thank you to people of Wexford who stopped with us to take a